Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Silver and Sensational. You know me, I'm Jessica Lynn Verdi, and I'm here to bask in the glory of our wonderful host, Lois Mills. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Silver and Sensational with Jessica and the I, Lois Mills. Last week, if you joined us, we were talking all about the power of yes. And we want to know if that was something that worked for you, if you employed it in your life. And today, we thought it would be interesting to talk about the power of no. Yes. What is that? What does the power of no mean to you? Just really quickly before we get to our listener question. Well, um, I did all the things, the people pleasing, avoiding confrontation, blah, blah, blah. And it took me many, many years to be able to say no, be firm in saying it, and yet with kindness and not feel guilty. And it took a lot of years to do that. And I think uh, maybe this is something that afflicts women more than men, having difficulty saying no. Uh, It certainly does show up a lot more in the, at least women talk about it more now. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So saying yes when you want to say no is what we're going to talk about today. So which of the reader's questions did you choose for us today, Jessica? Well, we do have a great question. I felt like this was right in line with what we were looking for today. This uh, question is from Erica T. Hi, Lo. I'm the oldest of three siblings with a mother who is getting to the point of needing more support in her living arrangement. Mm -hmm. We haven't been able to decide as a family what the best solution is. I think finding a home where she can be independent but close to us is is the best solution. But my younger siblings are putting pressure on me to take her in. It's not like I make the most money out of the three of us, and they're beginning to think I'm selfish, like usual, for not wanting to live with her. What do I do? Sincerely, sick of siblings. Wow. Mm. Well, I feel for you. I didn't have that situation because my brother passed away before my mother needed that extra care. So I didn't have anyone else to have to account to. But I have to say that I think it's presumptuous uh, of them to think that you should be the one to take her in. I think so much depends on circumstances. I mean, if you're working, if you, um, you know, where are they with, and does she have enough money to go to um, an assisted living situation? Um but I'm going to address, I, that this is something for you and your siblings to work out. Mm. But I'm going to address the one thing you said that I can help with. Because I, mean, I can't help you with your other situation because you've got two other people that you need to deal with. And I'm not dealing with them. I'm just talking with you. The fact that they're beginning to think you're selfish I have to ask you, why do you care if they think you're selfish? And apparently they've always said this so that 
you almost are believing what they're saying. Hmm. And I'm asking you, let's say you are selfish. Let's just say you are selfish. So what? That has really nothing to do I love it. with three siblings who have the same mother to share in the responsibilities on some levels for each of them. So if you're worried about what your siblings think, then could you be worried about how to say no? Mm. Is this something we can maybe listening today may help you? Um, I think that if you can't take care of your mother or you don't want to be solely responsible for taking care of your mother, that this is something that you put out on the table with them. And it's everyone's responsibility just because you're first born. I mean, what if you said, well, it's the baby or it's the middle person's, it's the middle sibling's responsibility. There's words it written that the firstborn has to bear this. So I am believing that perhaps um, you're having a problem saying no because you're worried that they're going to think you selfish. They're going to call you selfish. There may be a confrontation. Any of the things that um, may be part of the history in your family, if you don't say yes to what their demands are. So if you really can't or you really don't want to, either one, be the sole responsibility for taking care of your parents, then this has to go, or your mom, this has to be put out on the table for the three of you. And you're going to have to stand firm. And another solution to this issue has to be found. Hopefully, the three of you can agree. Uh, but one thing is, if there isn't an agreement, you're not going to back down. Because Taking care of someone is a huge responsibility, both in time and in expense. And again, I do feel that it's every sibling's responsibility to share. So I hope that answers your question. Stay tuned to what we're going to talk about today. And if you have anything further you want to discuss, just email and we will, uh, I'll get back with you. Okay. I so think that's thanks wonderful so much. advice. Okay. I think that's wonderful, Lois. Um, I hope it. I hope it is. I hope it is. And that's why I decided on um, Erica's question because I think it does segue nicely into what we're talking about. Um, even though I've gotten to a better place with saying no, it's a challenge. Some people who might be watching today, um, maybe on the journey of learning. Oh wow! I I say yes when I don't mean to. Or you might be retroactively applying what we're talking about today to a couple events in your life where you wish you had only said no and you didn't. Uh, it's 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 a complicated uh, concept when we're told to be agreeable, especially as women. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're really not taught, A, that it's 
okay to say no, and B, how to say no gracefully and kind, kindly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we say yes when we really want to say no um, for a few reasons, you know. And I've probably, uh, I'm guilty of all of them, you know. Fearing rejection or that you'll disappoint others, I did that a great deal. You know, yes, 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 and yes, yes, some more for any of, you know, for either of those two reasons. Social anxiety is another reason given. That I don't think affected me all that much, but being excluded from family, friends, co-workers also was an issue for me. And, um, you know, it, it, it just doesn't work to be saying yes when you really mean no, because people will get used to you either bailing them out or taking care of them. You know, a long time ago, I had a friend who's now deceased. She would call and there there would always be, she would be in some emotional trauma mm. and, and occasionally be threatening suicide and she needed, and she needed mm. me right away. And, um, it happened a lot and I would be jumping in the car and running over there and, um, you know, I guess it made me feel like I was a savior and I, you know, I was a caretaker and I could save her from doing, from committing suicide or whatever other drama she had been creating. And one day this occurred when um, I had an appointment with my shrink and I called to cancel, it was very last minute, the appointment with my shrink and he's and I gave him the reason, and he said, "Well, all right, Lois, but I do want you to know that if you don't answer the phone, she'll keep calling numbers until somebody does." Wow! 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 Well, I have to say that. I preferred not to believe him. It's a very, this is a um, complicated conversation just due to the nature of the subject. Mm -hmm. And I have personal experience with a boy who cried wolf situation when it comes to suicide. Um, and it makes it hard to distinguish from the person who's actually suffering because there are people who learn it's a wonderful tactic to get attention. And it doesn't mean that they're not in pain or they're not upset or having a sure. hard time. But um, there is definitely a brand of human out there that realizes people have to drop everything to take care of them in that moment when they're talking about it and that's tough because you you're t- were taught and rightfully so if the word if that word is talked about it's a serious matter well i mean even even when she didn't use that word 
I would drop everything and run to her aid. Well, you knew they were fragile. She was fragile at that point. Well, right. And, you- but I, she wasn't the only one. Mm. I did this with other people as well. And the reason I'm saying it doesn't work is because I began to feel taken advantage of and used. And quite frankly, it was it was more than just a feeling. It was a reality. I was being taken advantage of, and I was being used. And for all of us out there, this is not a path to making yourself feel good about yourself. If you think you're <laughs> being used or taken advantage of. So that it took me it took me a while to extricate myself from that situation and of course the only way it happened with her particular situation was that it turned into a confrontation. Ah. Which, which, we're, which is another reason why we might want to say yes in a situation because well, we, we can see it coming a mile we away. We can see it coming. And, you know, maybe I, I don't want to get all psychological, but, you know, in my home of origin, believe me, it was much easier just to make her, my mother, happy and say yes and go along with it right? than it was to be confrontational so that... That's survival in as a child, though. Yeah, but, you know, that's all right, survival as a child, but it wasn't all right as an adult. And actually, in my marital relationships, I said yes to avoid confrontation. I mean, and, and, and not to, like bring another topic into it but even when you shared with us in the first episode of this season your soon-to-be first husband wasn't at the rehearsal dinner and wasn't at the rehearsal and we you still walked down the aisle you yeah. know yeah it, yeah because it you're this is why it is um it's not your fault if you have a hard time saying no, but once you've started to recognize recognize why you have a responsibility to yourself to learn how, you know, no is a form of boundary, having healthy boundaries, and you have to learn how to get those. Well, listen, like anything else, if what you're doing at some point starts to make you feel bad about yourself... Mm. It's time to change. Right. That. Right. Right. So in my case, you know, resentment built and then self-esteem suffers. Yes. And then people become so used to your acquiescing to whatever it is they want that if you then say I'm really sorry, I can't do it. I mean, they it's a personal affront, and now you have a problem with that relationship. So I don't see how saying yes when you really mean to say no benefits us. I just don't see what the benefit is. 
If you need, it's kind of like that white lie. If you need to say yes to something that isn't very important. As an example, I had a, another friend who, you know, I'm usually pretty, I'm pretty easy. You know, if somebody wants plan, you know, wants to make a plan to do something, you know, they want to go to such and such for dinner. You know, is it my favorite place? No. But I always say to myself, well, hopefully it's not going to be your last supper. And I'm really going to enjoy the company of the person. So if they suggest X and I'm not crazy about it, I'll say, okay, fine. You, you're so, finding you, you can make it work. Exactly. It, you know, so I will go along with things unless it, I feel very strongly about it. Well, you and know? it sounds like in that situation as well, the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. I mean, if it's not, listen, it's a meal. It is not that important to me. That particular meal, what's more important is enjoying the company of the person go. I'm going with. Right. 100%. So I have this one friend who said, you know, you're always so agreeable. And I thought, well, what the hell does that mean? Does this mean I'm a pushover? Does this mean, you know, I have no backbone? And, you know, I said to her, but, you know, the things that you're asking me about, they're not that important that, you know, if, if, it's, if I'm sitting on the fence or it could be a maybe, but it's going to make you happy and it's not going to make me unhappy, I agree to do it. It's, you know, if you want to meet me at 10 and that means I have to take a nap to be able to go out at 10 o'clock, all right, I'll take the nap. Right, right. It's, you know, it, again, it, it, I weigh how important an issue it is for me. And, but when, when I start to feel, and I'm saying I, when I mean we, mm -hmm. start to feel that, you know, this is kind of a one-way street. Um, I don't feel this is fair. I'm not feeling good about myself. I really don't want to do it. So what I'm saying is let's look closely at when to say no, because that's important. I had several relationships change when I became more independent, when I became uh, less available, uh, more comfortable in my equality with those friends, um, which did result in me not feeling the need to uh, acquiesce as much or have to be uh, doting. And those relationships changed. I would and, imagine. And yeah. ended. I, and, and as some of them would. Well, and the hard part about it at the time was, oh, but I love that person still, and, I, and I'm going to miss that relationship. And, and learning that part of it is when that one person 
has a confrontation with you because you said no and won't accept your ability to have agency, that's not a relationship you need anyway. And it's an it's a pretty easy way to weed out those that are going to treat you with love and respect that you deserve, like you deserve to treat yourself with, and those that will take advantage of your willingness. I am so impressed with you, Jessica, that you have learned this at such an early age, because believe me, it took me many years beyond your your years to put into play what you've just said. So, you know, if if you're saying yes, because it it would be only to please someone. And again, I balance that with you really don't you really want to say no. Oh my gosh. And your gut no. I think that's an important thing too, is your gut knows when you're like, oh God, why did I just say yes to that? dinner date. Uh, really quickly, I had a friend who said this to me a year ago, and it perfectly worked out for me. And this is the, the, the thing I judge all of my engagements with. Don't say yes to something a week from now that you wouldn't say yes to today. Oh, very good. Very good. It's interesting that you bring up dinner date because I was with a very dear friend, lovely, lovely, lovely lady who talked about having someone in her life that really was toxic mm. and um and her husband didn't like they they would go out as two couples and her husband didn't like either one of them and she didn't like <laughs> this one's husband but she felt that she had to keep saying yes and we talked about it and I said, you know, just don't, just don't be available. You know, it's a perfect time. Your life is changing. Um, and this is, this is the perfect time to beg off mm. being available to meet with her or the four of you meeting. Um, you know, that gets old real quick. Um, you stop asking if that person doesn't say yes. Exactly. And maybe it's, it, you know, I would start with that is basically what I say. I would start with that. And then if it reaches a point where, you know, she confronts you, um, then you'll just have to, in the kindest way possible, say that, you know, it's just, it just doesn't work for you. I mean, listen, how many times have men told me this just isn't working, you know, so, you know, just, <laughs> we're used to it. <laughs> we're, you know, I'm kind of used to hearing it. So it would be kind of fun to, to, to say it. To have the opportunity. It's great. Exactly. But, you know, you know, when somebody is toxic, I, I recently, it was the weirdest thing. I went to a good friend's house and this woman uh, was also a guest and I had never met her before. And there was just something about me where she just, I mean, from the moment she actually opened the door to my friend's house. And that whole evening was, I felt like these darts kept hitting oh, me. And, no. and if I said black, she said white. And I said pink, she said green. And it just, it just, <laughs> no. I mean, I just felt like, you know, I, I was getting the blood taken from me. And, um, and I did something. I, uh, I, 
the next, I mean, I was still reeling from it. And then two days later, I called my good friend and I said, I asked her if this was a good friend of hers. And she said, well, she's a new friend. And I said, uh, I, I just never have run into anyone who on the very first meeting was so disagreeable. And she said, well, yes, there was a lot of tension. And I wanted to say, no shit, you know, but, you know. You what a weird felt, diplomatic way to say that, too. I, you know, it. I, I wanted to say she was being a goddamn bitch, but right. I said she was so disagreeable. And I love that. And I just, you know, I, I have to say when. Did your friend know that about her like no she said no no to my good friend's defense she said well you know I've never seen that side of her and I said uh, oh you know what got it okay I I com understand completely and there was sort of silence on my friend's part and I said I've run into this before there are certain individuals that I either, you know, I don't, I don't know what you want to say, intimidate, um, whatever it is. I've, I always call it chemical. There's something, a, a chemical, and this does happen with women specifically. Yes, very much so. And so I said, you know, I understand. I get it. And you know what? Thank you for saying that because now... All this angst and everything I was feeling, I can let go of it because now I know where this is coming from and I know I never have to see this person again. God, and there is something freeing about the fact that it's personal <laughs> that makes you go, oh, that is so their problem and not my problem. Exactly. I love so, that. Yeah. So, so Lois, I'm, I want to know what are... How do I know when to say no? When well, is... Well, again, going back to what I started to say before I got off track with this story... Well, we're story, having a great time, so... It, um, you know, if it's only to please someone else and you really want to say no, but you're saying yes just to please somebody, that's one way. Now, another, and this is where your gut comes in big time, if it crosses your personal boundaries... Mm. Please, you will never feel good about yourself if you agree to do something that goes against your value system or your boundaries. This is really the time to stand up for yourself and say no, because you will never feel good about saying yes when you're doing that. Also, you know, when you're overloaded, so many women are overloaded with responsibilities, working, family, houses, extracurricular, you know, whatever it is, and you don't have time to bring that casserole to the kids, whatever, you simply have to say, I can't do it this time, perhaps another time. You, you you explain that you at the moment are overloaded and just can't take on one more thing. Because you won't do that thing well. 
That casserole no, is not going to taste again, good. No, and again, you're going to feel resentment. You're going to be angry. And you're going to run away the next time you see that caller ID pop up. You know, you're not, you're not going to want to answer. Because, you know, here it comes. One more thing I have to put on my back to do. Also, if you just plain feel uncomfortable... I have to say, this is such an overused word. I really, you know, I really feel like we've all become panty-waisted people. I'm so uncomfortable. Oh, please spare me. You know, enough with the uncomfortable. I just listened to an interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger about his new book, which I'm definitely getting. Be useful. And Arnold talks about us raising children that are just coddled. Sensitive, yeah. So sensitive. So be careful with that feeling uncomfortable in terms of it's your own. You don't have to explain it to anybody else. And you know... When you really feel uncomfortable and when you're just using that word because you want to get out of something. Sure. I think that that is that takes a little nuance to find the difference between that and also like crossing a personal boundary. But I think you're we can find ourselves in situations just to kind of clear that up for myself even. Uh, where you're like, oh, this feels a little off. I can't put my finger on it. But I That's I, all that you need. I can excuse myself from this situation. That's all that you need, it feels a little off. That's a real. You don't need to be a victim in that moment. Exactly. You don't need to uh, now find a reason why you don't like the person that asked you whatever it was. You can, and you also don't need to excuse it. But yeah, I think that's a good way to think about it It for that bullet point, I think. Exactly. And then lastly, and this is a big one as to why you're saying yes when you really want to say no is feeling obligated or the big G, and it's not your G spot. It's feeling guilty, which... That's one G spot I can't find pretty easily. (laughs) (laughs) As an Italian, that is our our spot for sure. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Um, I have to say, again, another little story. I had a Guatemalan housekeeper who was a very simple, simple lady, sweet, and somebody who was quite religious. But she she walked the talk. She just didn't, you know, do the mea culpas. Sure. She really walked the talk. And she used to just amaze me. And I learned from her. When she would say, that is not my problem, that is their problem. And I'm talking about somebody who, you know, didn't have a great intellect, but she knew when to accept the responsibility or guilt, if you want to call it that, and when not to. Mm. So if you're still allowing people to make you feel guilty... Uh, boy, I suggest you start working on that one now. 
I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, because again, all of these things affect your self-esteem, which again, another overworked phrase, but this is not the way to feel good about yourself. And in order for you to really live a life of personal freedom and contentment, you have to feel good about yourself. And another thing, if you don't feel good about yourself, how do you expect other people to feel good about you? If you're projecting this, I'm a piece of shit because I didn't do something I should have done, well, you're playing right into the people that are using and taking advantage of you. So, I, for whatever it's worth, if you're still feeling, allowing other people to make you feel guilty. Now, I say that, allowing other people to make you feel mm. guilty. And I leave that to you to give some thought to those words in the way that I've said them. Yeah, as always, I have uh, some takeaways and I have my own experience with, um, I remember learning that no could help me. And because I was so unaccustomed to it, having a hard time to see how the other half live. And it isn't until you start getting more comfortable with saying no to that, making that casserole. And then you realize you have that evening to yourself and you can recharge and you feel you really, you really do build your self-esteem through taking care of yourself and then are able to serve others better because you're pouring from a full cup. Exactly. You know, you don't need to be somebody's uh, stepping stone. You and you know, help you... people more by letting them help themselves as well, I have found, at times. At times. I mean, listen, I... I... That doesn't mean people don't need help at times as well, too. And there's that's a completely different thing, because what we're addressing here today and is so please don't misunderstand the meaning of today's program it's when you're saying yes and you really want to be saying no that's what we're addressing if you're saying yes because you want to say yes i love it have a great time and that was kind of what we were talking about last week too exactly say yes all you want but jesus don't be saying yes when you really want to say no i think a couple ways you could uh make sure that the answer is no before you give that answer is do the work and learn where your boundaries are i think this applies to what you were saying Um, with, you know, if it crosses your personal boundaries, I struggled and didn't know what they were because I was so accustomed to letting people cross over them that Mm -hmm. my gut got confused. I was like, oh, I feel obligated to say, like everything kind of falls into that. So if you do like the work with a therapist or with a close friend that you actually trust, who doesn't take advantage of you, you can find those boundaries so that when someone asks you something or something is asked of you, that crosses that your response is quicker than you have said yes, and you're like, oh, wait, no, I absolutely wish I didn't. And then another thing I think that helps, and I, a friend of mine who, funnily enough, Lois, um, we had the same immediate contention as you did with that woman at the dinner party uh, and actually have come on the other side and become friends. 
she has this amazing ability when someone asks them something, instead of saying no outright, she says, let me think about it. And doesn't give an answer right then and there. And you, I know her well enough to know she's saying, let me think about it. And it's going to be a no, but it gives you a breath before you have to answer. Well, something that people have always said about me, and maybe one day we'll do a show on it. Women have a tendency to answer when a question is posed to them. And Hmm. I don't. If I believe a question is out of line, I simply won't answer. There'll be this silence. I love that. And it is so difficult for people to deal with dead silence. It's amazing. It really is. It's just something. I, I, it's, it's not a game. It's just, it's a natural thing that I do. And I didn't know this until I was told by more than one person that, my God, you intimidated me because you just didn't answer. Wow. And what I hear is, you know, I hear women, and um, I think we should do, we really should probably do, um, we should do this as a, as a topic one, because I have heard women respond to questions that were so extraordinarily personal from somebody that they had just met in, you know, in a casual situation because, and I see that this is something that women tend to do is answer questions. Oh, someone said, someone asked this, well, have, it was a, a rabbi that asked a lady just for having coffee in the morning. Well, do you think your husband ever had an affair? And she was, well, well, I don't know. And he said, well, have you ever had an affair? And I'm thinking, and she said, oh, well, no, I didn't. I'm thinking, why didn't you just tell him? Why don't you? That's out of line. I don't want to answer. Just say nothing. Anyway, I think that might be, if you got, if you... If you out there feel that you want to listen to more of how to handle these impertinent questions or, or things that you just don't want to answer, let us know, and we'll do. We'll do. I think that's right. I think uh, we'll, we'll do. So, we'll do a program on it. But anyway, Jessica, how have you? Are we? Oh, look at this kitty cat walking by. My, my big boy. Um, well, I think what I love about doing this is that it um, it's very, uh, it bolsters a lot of the things I've already learned, helps me learn new tactics. I know it's helping our audience. And I think, I hope so. Uh, I think the top, that topic will be uh, how to be a respectable young lady. Right. And, and it's amazing how society has trained us to interact with the world so yeah. that you just offhand answer these awful questions. And I can't wait to share a story that happened to me on set when someone just decided they could ask me a terrible question that in hindsight, I wish I hadn't answered. So okay. let's look forward to that. Um, okay. Thank you for sharing your thoughts on the subject. I think these are 
wonderful. And if anyone else is like me, I'll, anything can, that can help me be a little bit more like you, I'll take oh, it. Thank you. So we want to thank you, the listener, for uh, joining us and participating in the conversation by sending us your questions. Next week, we have a heavy episode, but one both Lois and I are looking very much forward to. We have a special guest joining us, and the topic is going to be on the narcissistic parent and learning how to cope with that. So we're going to come from the place of being children of narcissists and uh even though lois and i have plenty of experience in that realm we thought there would be a great opportunity to have a very knowledgeable smart charming person join us so stay tuned for that episode in the interim you could send us an email over at silver and sensational at gmail.com you can interact with us on instagram or Facebook at Silver and Sensational. We have clips happening every now and then over on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, what should they do right now, Lois? Please like and absolutely subscribe. And for anybody who's new to YouTube, subscribing doesn't cost you a thing. No one's going to be sending you emails or whatever. It helps us with YouTube. So please hit like, subscribe, and share. Share it with your friends or even with those people you want to say no to when you, you know, when you're saying yes. Might be a good hint. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, that sounds good, Lois. I can't wait until next week. And thank you again for being so willing to share so many um, parts of yourself. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we look forward to seeing you again. Thank you for your continued support. Goodbye, Jessica. And goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Lois. Bye-bye now. <laughs>